0: Do you do warm ups before rapping? Do you do like vocal warm ups? No, no, I don't. I do uh, like freestyle warm ups kind of so like I can get the. Because when you first start freestyling, yeah, your mm-hmm. mind needs to warm up. Yeah, you know 100%. What I mean? like you got to get the rust off the words, got to fit through the neurons and mm-hmm. so they start flowing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I freestyle warm up. But that's I need to do, warm up. that's do you have like favorite tracks? Because I know like I
1: have a track that I love freestyle, like one or two that I love freestyling over. <laughs> yeah blood on the leaves really and good advice by Basia Bulat which is actually a folk song but for some reason that gets my mind going Yeah. like nothing else before the ride i will <laughs> like when the bus is leaving hip hop i throw that song on and i start going yes. you got to send that and one to the, me because i don't know what I that totally is. will it's the last thing you would think to rap over okay. i don't i tried it one time and it stuck okay That's okay the only reason i keep rapping over it okay. there was this
2: uh i used to use there was this like uh instrumental brandenburg concerto that was set to a beat and it was this like great thing to just like you could rap anything over it i would listen to that what's it called the it's like the brandenburg concerto let me see if i can find it that's so awesome here
0: yeah (laughs) it starts
2: off all classical yeah And then,
1: I think it starts. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh That gets wavy. Yeah, definitely.
2: And then I would just be like, Sarah from New Jersey. It's your birthday, happy birthday <laughs> Come in and turn the sweet 16 Come on, you know that you're a queen Welcome to the ride Yo, get inside yeah, Just go for it <laughs>
0: the hot tracks. That shit made me want to
1: freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we can totally freestyle <laughs> later. I got some instrumentals on here. That made
2: me want to yes. see Deadpool
1: too. Yeah, no. yeah. Here we talk. It is <laughs> worth seeing. Have it you is, seen it? Already? I saw it already. Amazing. I thought about making my I'll drink to that Deadpool too, but the listeners don't even know what I'm talking about. Guys, welcome to On the Rails. Yes. Woo. Fourth episode. Thank you very much. For coming back, if you're one of the hundreds that listened to our first few episodes, welcome. If you are new to the program, it's the show that turns think tanks into drink tanks that make sense of a senseless world senselessly. I'm your host, Scott Thomas, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hottie, a.k.a. Yanni Too Hottie, or is it Laurel Too Hottie? <laughs> we'll never know. We will never know. What frequency are you on, bro? <laughs> Which video did you watch? Was it the BuzzFeed one? Was it the Vox one? That's 2018. We're dying
0: for a name to divide us. Yes,
2: yeah, exactly.
0: Like, that's the... S- Any
2: reason to put a hashtag in front of something.
0: For real, for real. I mean, was Yanni wearing black and blue, and was Lorelle wearing <laughs> gold? You'll <laughs> never know. How deep does this conspiracy go? Very deep, bro. Go?
1: And you may wonder who these brilliant, deep-voiced men are who are joining me today. Well, I'm going to tell you. that two of my favorite people in the world to my 10 o'clock a man who you may have seen in the Broadway production of Junk at Lincoln Center, a man who's been on The Good Wife, works with Actress Theatre of Louisville all the time, and is a co-founder of Lesser America Theatre Company, and please check them out if you haven't. It is Nate Miller.
2: Yo, what's up, listeners? Good to see y'all. Yes. Good for you to hear me.
1: (laughs) You're imagining them, seeing them in your mind's eye. Yeah, you
2: know walking in the rain with their earbuds in their ears, just listening to a hot podcast, trying to make it from point A to point B. Isn't that what we're all trying to do?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And to his left, I shouldn't deal with directions when I'm drinking. (laughs) And to his left, in my two o'clock, just a dude that I got no words for the skill of this MC in person right here. He is the 2017 end of the week champion. He's won more Freestyle Mondays than you can count. Yeah, I've seen this dude rap for nine minutes on end and <laughs> blow people's brains apart. And he's working on a project tentatively titled It's a Trap, which go check out on SoundCloud. And his response to Joyner Lucas's I'm Not Racist has garnered up 100,000. Streams,
0: Yes. On the YouTubes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: It is Nas, a.k.a. Osiris Anthem. What's
0: going on, bro? Yeah, what's going on, world? How y'all doing today? Everything Scott just said was a lie. (laughs) 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 But it might be true. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, bro.
1: My pleasure having you, man. I I wanted to have you two guys on the program ever since I thought of this program. And what on earth is this program? I'm going to tell you guys. So we're going to try to figure out what happened this past week. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at the stuff that made the last few days pop. But as we do it, we are playing a drinking game that none of us know the rules to. Nate may have made rules for us. Nas may have made rules for me and Nate. I've made rules for them. And there's a new wrinkle today because Nas has a gig he has to go to. So every time one of Naz's rules gets activated or he has to drink, I got to do it, or Nate has to do it if he wants. We both have to do it, I think. This could go off the rails in 10 (laughs) minutes. We're going to try to keep it on the rails. Yes, let's do our best. This is the point. Why do we do this? Well, drinking is fun, drink is the great equalizer, and pop culture is the purveyance of all. And what better way to make that happen than by putting us on an equal playing field? So today, we are drinking some of Connecticut's finest... Bruise. we got Stubborn Beauty, Happy Trees, and Hanging Hearts Heartbeat Ooh. over on my end. Yes, yeah, some juicy, unfiltered IPAs. Yes. Nate is rocking some Pilsners by Kent Falls. Yes. And the Hanging Hills Yellow Pills. Yeah, the Ooh. Hanging Hills Hills Pills. They just they bring it with the names all the time. They got a beer that's named Ferris that, of course, has Ferris Bueller's image man, on so it. Really oh, man, I'll drink to that. Oh, I will drink to that. And actually, that takes us into our first segment. Look at you with the segues. You know how I do it. Crushing it. Because before we dive in and get into the nitty-gritty on what happened this week and the state of basketball, which is our main focus for today... We are going to do a little segment that we call, I'll drink to that.
2: Yeah, boy!
0: Let's
1: drink to that. Let's let's drink to Rihanna, man. That's one of our favorite Rihanna albums right there. That is a great Rihanna album, right? Yes, indeed. Does she even have a bad album? Yes. (laughs) <laughs>
0: but she does have a lot of good music. <laughs> Very true. It's so true. Yeah. What, is that your That's your favorite Rihanna nah, I album? Think, I think anti, anti, whatever you want to call it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. like,
1: I never knew what to call it, if it was anti or anti. That's my favorite one, too. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's another Laurel or Yanni, you know? Is it anti? Is it anti?
1: Yeah. You don't know. Let's get Rihanna in on this. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need next. <laughs> Rihanna, you've officially been invited <laughs> to the podcast. I also neglected to mention, by the way, that, guys, if any of us get all the drinking rules right, people win a $10 gift card to Juice Press. Oh, I'm not sponsored by Juice Press. I just bought a gift card, but yeah. that seems worth mentioning too.
2: I'm amazed they sell $10 gift cards because that's like half a juice. <laughs> <laughs> that way you have to spend actual money in yeah, addition to the
1: gift card. It's like a wheat crash shot yeah. from Juice Press. <laughs> okay. I am sinking any chance of us getting a Juice Press <laughs> <laughs> membership right now. But I'll drink to that. So what this is, before we dive deep, we want to celebrate something, something that any one of the three of us has been enjoying in pop culture. We're going to give it a toast. Anybody want to go first? If not, I can. But if you've got one,
2: I mean, I want to I will drink to that on the shade of New Yorkers and how they come together to just throw hot tea on somebody who's being a total jerk in the moment that racist lawyer who said all that shit about people speaking Spanish. Yo. Yo. The New Yorkers came together so fast for that they hired a mariachi band. They're having a party outside of his apartment right, and exactly. just trolling this dude, just dragging this dude. And I celebrate that. I celebrate anybody who's doing something wrong and then being a real arrogant cocksucker about it. New Yorkers are quick to come together for something like that to say, like, no, you can't get away with this. We're not going to go quietly into this dark night. We are going to hire professional musicians and artists to come and troll you, dude. We're gonna drag you over the coals.
1: 100%. And, yeah. and not only that, that they did it to a degree where it was on the internet, it was live and in person. Yes. There was nowhere for this guy to run. And that's so New York. Like, that's the 10th degree of yeah. trolling. Indeed.
2: Yeah. Indeed. It's yeah. that Spider-Man scene
0: when they're like, not in my city. He's a New Yorker. <laughs> the, the one he, that, You know he's a repeat offender. Did you see the other, the other video of I'm him? I'm shocked. No, I didn't. Like, there's a video of him from, like, forgot how long ago. I want to say maybe 3 or 4 years ago. Mm-hmm. And this guy was walking through uh Manhattan with his girlfriend. Yeah. And this same lawyer bumps into him. Th- so it's a white guy from like Massachusetts or something. Right. Uh, yeah. Because of how he looks, the guy thinks that he's like from I don't know. He's he, he thinks he's a European okay. and he bumps into him and intentionally and then tells him that he's going to call like ice on him. And you, you, Europeans shouldn't be here. This, that, and the third. I forgot, not European. I forgot what he called them. But he, he just thought he wasn't from here and bumped into him. It was a random video that this guy just happened to have. And then when the, you know, the whole thing went viral, yeah. the guy, you know, re put his video back out. And it was just crazy. Like, this guy is just like nuts. Yeah, it been so nuts much for years. anger you so got to let that go, man. Honestly. Like, there's too many people in this city to be har-
2: harboring that kind of hate in your heart. Yeah,
1: yeah. Get oh, yourself okay. to yoga. So get now. yourself to a rumble boxing gym at the yeah. very least. Do something.
2: Come to end of the week. Get of it nice. off your chest <laughs> with some words. it'll no, come to end of the
1: week. Maybe <Give laughs> <me laughs> no, don't. <laughs> week. <laughs> 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 I'm making problems for Nons. I didn't mean to. <laughs> He's going to try to get everybody to leave. At least he would probably be the only racist there. he probably get beat up. Yeah. Yeah, a different kind of trolling. Exactly. Troll with fists. That sounds like some sort of terrible... Racist punk song actually <laughs> <laughs> Like troll with fists That's a great I'll drink to that Cheers to New Yorkers yes. And the unbelievable shade they threw that guy this week yes. absolutely. Did a really great job going mm-hmm. to mind. bring a socially conscious I'll drink to that too
2: I try my best That's
1: fucking great I love that Mine is so much less socially conscious than that But I'm I'm a big fan of it My i drink to that is a song called AZ By Now Now Do we know the band Now Now? I did not I don't Okay, so Now Now, I'm
2: writing it down.
1: They are based on this album, they are fucking great. Mm-hmm. And to go along with throwing shade, mm-hmm. to throw some shade of my own before I praise Now Now. If that New Church's album is a titanic letdown, which uh-huh. it looks like it's going to be cuz oh, I man. ain't heard a jam off of that yet in the four singles that are there. Yep. This one's going to swoop on in and be the summer synth pop album that we needed. It's a great record. It's called Saved. But the reason I'm gravitating toward AZ in particular is it's funny. We did a Song of Summer podcast last week with mm-hmm. the great Ben Furness and Molly Gaby, and we were looking at everything from the New Drake songs to Childish Gambino, and now, of course, Anderson .Paak is swooping in this week with yep. Bublin, and that's a fucking amazing track. But they all capture a certain amount of effervescence. Even the Gambino has, within its darkness, like, real rays of light Mm -hmm. and sunshine. That would make you think maybe, just maybe you play this at the barbecue or at the Mm -hmm. beach or at the party, wherever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then there's also those really sad, bummer summer songs, which I always think of as summer night songs. Right. When the party hasn't gone well. Right. And you're not okay. Or the season's coming to an end. It's a separate category that Weezer's made their entire career out of. And the barbecue that rains. Yeah. The, the rainy barbecue that no one comes to. The rainy barbecue songs. I think that should be the official title of it. Rain, like rainy barbecue <laughs> tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is one of those. Okay. It is so perfectly sad and perfectly ebullient. And the second I heard it, I thought, this is it. This is the one that's going to underscore every single shitty thing that happens to me this the summer. <laughs> But am I actually inviting shitty things to happen to me this summer now that I've heard this song? I'm going to want an excuse to play it. Just because
2: you have a soundtrack it, to something doesn't mean it's going to happen.
1: No, that's You're just it. prepared. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. But but truly, um, it, it's it's an incredible song. It feels like the OC in aural form, just like condensed yes. in, into one four-minute section. And... I know I'm gonna have it on repeat as much as any of the upbeat songs that are undoubtedly gonna fill my playlist. So now now is AZ. I drink to that and check out the album. It's so good. It's so good.
0: To the scene we all drove like-
2: Yo, that dude is everywhere. I just dude, finally literally. finished this last season of Atlanta. Ooh, hot, hot fire. That episode Fubu is so beautiful. The the way they portray children in a middle school and the things that they actually go through. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're very real people. These are not little kids. These are this is the experience that you remember having having as you walk
0: through school. Everything was life or death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that episode's amazing.
2: Have yeah. you seen it? No,
0: I don't actually I don't watch Atlanta, actually. do okay. Um I do want to see that episode.
1: It's beautiful. Know, um, yeah. Yeah. This is the third time that that show has come up on this podcast, and yeah. I don't care because it's that good. It, it's Yeah,
0: I hear a lot of great things about Atlanta, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's one of those dudes that he's just become the through line of the like culture period. Like totally. he, he's he's gone. He's occupied so many different places in culture, whether it was sketch comedy or television and now movies. Mm -hmm. And now he's an important artist in Mm -hmm. all caps. And the way his path has weaved and wound, I just, at this point, I should start a Donald Glover podcast (laughs) because I'm talking about (laughs) him so much. But he deserves it.
0: Yeah. And, And I think what he does well is what it's very where well, you're able to do well in this era where everything is interconnected because of social media. So, you know, he had the music, then he had the comedy, then he had the, the you know, the, the TV writing, mm-hmm. the yeah. movies. Like, you're able to do everything now way more fluidly than you were able to do everything before, you know? Yeah. Like, in the 90s, If you're doing movies and rap, like Will Smith, like that was like, you know, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard to like occupy all these different spaces. But now in this era, it's easier to do it. And he's just finessing all of it. Like he's just popping up everywhere. Donald Glover is very much, I
2: think we're saying the same thing. Donald Glover is one person who is an artist with a capital A doing many things yeah. whereas back in the 90s it was like there is Will Smith the rapper mm-hmm. and there is Will Smith the blockbuster movie star mm-hmm. and there's Will Smith the star of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air like they were three different people sure they didn't indeed. they didn't cross promote or talk about you know what I mean Absolutely. except for the fact that he would like make a track for every movie he was in. But even that, it was, you know, that dude didn't host Saturday Night Live and was the musical guest at the same time.
0: Yeah, Childish is just like, he's got all the infinity stones right now. (laughs) (laughs) Doing everything that he can. If he ever snaps his fingers, we're all screwed. Oh my gosh.
2: I wonder how he would feel about being equated to Thanos.
1: (laughs) He would have an undoubtedly intelligent reaction to that, knowing him. He would have a clever punchline about it, at the very least. He's the only reason I'm
2: stoked to see Solo. The rest of it, I'm not. I mean, I'm ready to go in and be surprised, but yeah. based on what I've seen with those previews so far, I'm like, oh no.
1: They've already announced a Lando movie. Have they? It's happening. There a you Lando go. Lando movie is happening. So, Great. speaking of, dude, do you have a, a thing that you want to toast? Anything that you want I you're
0: was going like- to toast the uh, the racist lawyer getting smoked. <laughs> um, but what else can I toast? Uh, shout out to the same, a similar thing happened on the West Coast where, you know, a homegirl was in the park and she called the, the cops on yes. on on the people just chilling out there yes yeah. and then after you know she got roasted and memed to death all over the internet they threw a barbecue and they threw a party in that same park and so that was so dope. that's amazing like, i yeah, didn't know that yeah yeah that just happened like earlier this week do you guys have a
1: favorite one of those memes because i saw 50 to 60 no exaggeration mm-hmm. and
0: they were incredible My favorite one is not the one that has her in it, but it has the other guy who was famous for for the meme. Black dude, on the the cell cell phone? phone. Yeah. Yeah. Him in front of the intro to Friends when they're in the (laughs) waterfront. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) That shit is hilarious.
2: My favorite meme is, it's one of those iconic pictures of Barack and Michelle Obama, and they're, like, holding hands. It's, like, before the State of the Union or something, and they're in front of a window, and then they've got her little meme (laughs) out in the Rose Garden on the
1: phone, like, you know, calling... My favorite one was it was just the calendar month of February 2018, oh and she's God. in the corner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, the internet is a magical place. It really is. It, mm-hmm. it, People are getting better at creating memes now, too. Like The comedy and memes is just elevated like crazy. And now. the speed. The yeah, speed with yeah. which they do it. I mean, we're talking
1: about this guy getting doxxed in a few hours and her becoming a meme, and it taking on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what's incredible about it, too, is I think it opens up awareness to the issues. Maybe there are people out there who genuinely aren't aware of the issues, but I think, like, whether you are or aren't, a meme like that brings them back into Mm -hmm. your consciousness. Because even if you don't know the story, Mm -hmm. that woman is showing up on your Facebook feed in all these weird configurations, and you're going, what the hell is this about? Yeah, Yeah, it
2: forces you to be educated and understand what is actually happening so that you're in on the joke. Because no one wants to be left out of the joke. True, indeed. People may not be interested in voting, or they may not be interested in the news, or they think it's all political, but if they're not a part of the joke, then they're like, oh, i got to really know what this is about so that I get it, so that it's funny for me, too.
1: Absolutely. Exactly. It incentivizes it for you. And that's super important when the news cycle is so many things all at once. I think that's why we're in the age of...
2: We've got Colbert, we've got uh Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, we've mm-hmm. got Samantha B, we've got Trevor Noah, you know, like we've got more of those like satirical funny news shows than we do regular news shows because yes. that's the way to get people involved and get them activated and interested in what's actually going on. Yeah.
0: Well what you said makes a uh, makes me think of like how political comics used to be the thing in newspapers, you yeah. know, when it was a newspaper era and now on the internet memes are like You know, there's political memes that make the story very short, and you can understand everything just by looking at this picture. Like, you can, there's so much context Mm -hmm. in just that meme, and you can get a full understanding of. What happened? You know what I mean?
1: And actually something you said just made me think of those political cartoons used to be like having the keys to the kingdom, right? Because you represented a newspaper and people knew to look for that commentary in that newspaper. Mm -hmm. And so the voice of humor... Was it, it was narrower, not in a in a way that I'm saying is objectively bad, but like you were looking to someone to try to speak for you. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you can sit down on your computer, you can make a meme in five minutes, yeah. and you are actually setting the tone for the humorous, satirical way that we're going to deal with this person or this event. Mm-hmm. And it's open season, yeah. yeah. And
0: I think that's a remarkable shift. And I think to be even, I didn't mean, to cut you off, no, no, please, please. But like what you just said, I think you get like a a more clear representation of what people are thinking because if there's one person creating this political cartoon, there's not much of a vetting process besides maybe the editor of the newspaper. But when 30,000 people are making a meme, only one or two or maybe only 10 of them are going to actually go viral because they're that much more accurate to represent the feeling you know what I mean? Totally. And so you have a better representation of how people really feel about the situation. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah,
1: I absolutely do. And actually, this woman segues us very much and very easily into our next segment. Provided I can get the app open. For those who can't see, I'm trying to rock this on an iPad right now, you and i so off your lock screen, and, man! You gotta type in uh, the code every time. Dude, I was like, no, the battery's gonna die. I'm so screwed. Like, it is time for a weekly rewind. <laughs> I want to change that drop every time I hear it, to that's, be honest. That's
2: great. Is that, all, <laughs> is that Michael Scott in the back?
1: It's Michael Scott, and I can't remember the name of the YouTube personality. She's she's basically the girl from The Shining. And oh. she just does all these weird, creepy little videos where she says weird shit. And it's great. All right. She has millions of subscribers, so she's living off of that stuff. That's awesome. That's the way to be. That's the way to be. Wow. Uh, speaking of the way to be the way we were okay so we're gonna do this a little differently than we've done in past episodes because I a want to know more of what Nate and Nas think and I've had a tendency to speak way too much during this but one of the things that we get to do on this program is take a look back through a very specific window usually a five to seven day window Mm -hmm. which is something that as we were just talking about the news cycle doesn't really afford us you know we're lucky to have programs like John Oliver's, which have that seven-day stance. We're lucky to have programs like The Daily Show, which are right in there. Yeah. But I always wonder how those windows of time help us see what really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And something that jumped out at me today when I went to get breakfast and the royal wedding was on the huge flat screen of the place where I get breakfast Totally was this week to me seemed on some level to be about an attempted return to normalcy that was totally thwarted, yeah. in ways both good and bad, and maybe that's every week in 2018. That doesn't seem like such an extraordinary thing to say, but I was thinking, on one base level, you have the royal wedding, which feels so fucking night and day, yeah, different than anything we're encountering over here, mm-hmm. yeah, and Meghan Markle, like, is a radical addition to the british family Mm -hmm. in every single sense sure in every single way whether it's her heritage whether it is the fact that she was divorced before whether it's the fact that she's american Mm -hmm. i mean she walked down the aisle alone like Mm -hmm. here's a tradition meeting some very new particulars yeah which represent a more progressive way of being that's incredible at the same time you have stuff like Murphy Brown and Magnum P.I. getting released on CBS's shows like this return to an earlier era. Yeah. You also have shit like Trump and Planned Parenthood trying to roll that back. Yeah. And and all these ways where we're trying to push things forward and for ways both in ways both great and not. That dialogue is getting shut down. Yeah. In some ways. The royal wedding, it's happening in this country Eh, less so less so this week yeah was there any story that jumped out to you guys this week for either of you that you were like that's the thing i want to talk about or something that just like either played into that narrative or a narrative that you've been experiencing and it's okay if there isn't i'm
2: very interested in this like we're bringing back all these tv shows from 20 years ago thing i you know the the nostalgia aspect uh is is an interesting one the just mm-hmm. the idea of nostalgia in and of itself is that it reminds you of a time when things were easier when things were fun and i i I remember this part of my childhood and I'm nostalgic for it because it's uh it was so beautiful. I had no problems and everything was easier, but that is a misremembered history you know <laughs> sure nostalgia you. is by mm-hmm. in and in and so of itself good. is not true you know yeah. you remember the good parts of things and you forget about the fact that you were really stressed out about something else, you you know, there was a lot of trauma happening around you, but you remember the good times. So the idea of like going back to this good time, it seems a little weird and tired, we should be pushing forward, we should be trying to make new things, though it may not be easy, it may be stressful, we'll probably look back on these times as with nostalgia. I wonder how we'll look back on like, in 40 years when we're like, oh, yeah, but remember the reboot of Murphy Brown? That was the good old day. Like, I don't know. I don't know that we're going to feel that way.
1: Remember yeah. when the guy
0: from Swim Fan was Magnum P.I.? Those were the good old days. <laughs> Sometimes I Sometimes uh, I'll hear a song I haven't heard in years, right? Sure. And yeah. I, you know, I'll get the nostalgic feeling, and then I'll listen to it. I'll start listening to it like crazy, and then it'll come to a point where the old nostalgia that I had attached to it is gone and I have, like, new feelings attached to that song. And I feel like I almost erased, like, a little tiny piece of emotional history for myself by doing that. And I, that's why I kind of agree sure. with what you just said, where it's like, are you really going to go back and say, hey, remember when I was remembering that I was nostalgic about this? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, nah, you, you're you going to want to stay more attached to that original, authentic feeling Absolutely. that you had the first time and not a reboot of it.
2: Yeah, I'm not that interested in trying to remake something As much as I'm interested in, like, you know, reading a book when you're 15 and then reading it again when you're 30, and then reading it again when you're 45, the book is different every time, but it's not because the book is different, it's because you're different. You know, for my money, I'd like to go back and watch The West Wing again, As to be fair, as I do often, you know? (laughs) Right. Because it means different things to me now that I'm in my mid-30s than it did when I first watched it and I was like 20 years old. And and
1: it means something different when any new political leader takes office. Absolutely. That show will always be a context for what we're going through in government, not just because it's about politics, but because if you put yourself in relation to that story, you can't help but see what's going on in our own Country in our yeah. own world, and it's funny. A program that's come up a lot, and that I'm going to do an episode about in a few weeks, Cobra Kai, which was something I was not excited about at all, and have sure. talked about on this podcast before, had the guts. To say okay, nostalgia is dangerous. You actually want to see what these characters are like thirty years later. Yeah. Their entire lives were defined by something that happened to them at seventeen, mm-hmm. and it boils down to someone kicking someone in the face. Yeah. That cannot be a good thing for them as adults, right? So if be- you're going to want to go back to these characters, proceed with caution because yeah. it ain't going to take care of you. Yeah, and sadly, these reboots do not appear to be that right. It it doesn't look. So much like Murphy Brown is carrying into our century, although she is, she's keeping up with the news. But there's a little bit of an old feeling. Definitely not with the Magnum PI. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. It opens with him skydiving in space, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've seen all week," and I'm very grateful for it. Sure. But in no way am I, in no way am I excited for that. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any of these new network shows that I'm going to watch, honestly. And I have to briefly vent. I know we're not at your cutoff yet, but, like, there's one called A Million Little Things, which is basically This Is Us set in Boston. Like, someone commits suicide, and so all the friends get together, and they have sad lives and happy lives. Uh And I was like, okay, if you're going to make This Is Us Boston, if this is going to be, like, the SVU, like, the suicide victims unit to your fucking law and order on NBC. Yeah. Why would you not shoot it in Boston? It's shot in Vancouver. No. And it looks like it's. I'm like, come on, man. Oh, man. And maybe that's just because I have Boston people, but I'm like, that city's a character unto itself. When mm-hmm. something's not shot in New York. Yeah.
2: We know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. That's dumb as shit. Oh, man.
0: I'm like,
1: it's also because I'm an actor and I want to work on that show. So of ABC just fucking cast oh, up already. Let's yeah, do yeah. this oh, thing.
0: Authenticity matters, man. It really yeah, does. It really does.
1: So those are a bunch of the issues. What are some of the other ones to move through? We do this little thing on the program called Him Too, where we check in on who's been awful this past week, where sexual harassment is concerned. This was an interesting one. We had Larry Nassar and Michigan State reach a $500 million settlement for the 323 women that he harassed. Those are real numbers. That's unbelievable. 323 women. And it's 500 million, 425 are going to get paid out to the victims themselves, another 75 for the ones that maybe have not come forward yet, which is a cool thing that they're doing. They are leaving Still. money available. I think that's really nice.: Yeah. Um, we had Boyd Tinsley of Dave Matthews band. I don't know if you guys heard about this one. No. This one's wild. So Boyd Tinsley has been sued for sexual harassment by he's The
2: violin guy.
1: He's the violin guy. Yeah. who left the band. On, I want to say it was April 2nd, 2015. This violinist who's suing him now filed an earlier suit on April 2nd, 2015. And it is the same day that his manager left him and that he wound up leaving the group. It actually all happened at once. Go to Consequence of Sound and Billboard if you haven't yet. It's... It's distressing, and and to Dave Matthews Band's credit, I think they've already done the right thing. He's left the group. They've said we didn't know about the full extent of this stuff. Yeah, but it's it's startling. I mean, it's absolutely startling.
2: Wow, I didn't know that. I'm have to look into that a little bit.
1: That one's that one's a little crazy. We also have to turn this into her too, because the have you guys heard about the Whitney Houston documentary and the stuff oh. with C. C. Warwick? Our yeah, engineer is nodding. Is, no. this is.
2: Is this a new Whitney Houston documentary? Yeah,
1: this is new. And I'm going to look up the details as I say this to make sure I'm getting it just right. Because I do not want to misreport this. So Uh, here's the story. There is a documentary coming out in July. Kevin MacDonald is directing it. Well-known director. He made Last King of Scotland, actually. Fascinating artist. So it's come out vis-a-vis this documentary that Whitney Houston was probably probably molested by Cece Warwick. Um, and they have not, I have not seen the documentary, right? This is something that premiered at, I believe it premiered at Cannes. Uh-huh. And so now people are absorbing this in the wake of it. But at least my takeaway, and it's something that I, I kept thinking this week, is like, you just never know what pain people are in yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. And I think of everything Whitney Houston went through mm-hmm. in the span of her life and what if it was tabloid fodder. Yeah. And what if it was made a laughing stock? Sure. And it's not that it wasn't connected to trauma before. There was everything with Bobby Brown. Yeah. For yeah. God's sake. Oh, man. But now it potentially ties to something that happened at a much younger age that would be even more in her DNA as a person. Sure. And oh. going like, fuck, man, we made her tabloid fodder yeah. for the yeah. longest time. Yeah. And she was really, really hurt. Yeah. And that sucks.
2: And yeah. we have a way of doing that. I think with all celebrities, yeah, we we have this way of you know putting them on a pedestal, and then we love nothing more than knocking that pedestal over, and you know putting them under a microscope, and not knowing anything about where they came from or what kind of trouble they've been in, what kind of trauma they have, and then we love the comeback story of them coming back up. But I mean, we especially do this with our female stars, our female icons. They yes. they get they get run through the ringer in such a terrible way. It's, I I have no. No. I, don't, I don't know what else to say about it except <laughs> no. that it's terrible. We have to do better. We have to do better with our with our boys, with our young men, to teaching yeah. them that there are consequences, that they, you know, you can't act a certain way. No. He hit me. Oh, it's because he likes you. No, that's bullshit. (laughs) That's bullshit. Uh, Don't let him get away with that.
1: Like, and, and, like, you take that in the abstract outside of humanity and you go, something looks wrong about that scenario. Like, if you see a dog bite another dog, you don't instantly go to, oh, that likes you. Yeah. No, it's fucking attacking you. Like, that's what it looks like. That's the game. And I think
0: our, our culture around, like, just how we handle things that happen with other people. Needs to be adjusted a little bit. Like I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I was like, you know, if a if a friend of mine comes and tells me like some some wild, I'm, I'm allowed to curse. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. if, if to tell me some wild <laughs> shit. Like tells me some something that somebody did that was crazy. If it doesn't affect him or me directly, we won't necessarily spend too much time on that. We'll mm-hmm. sure. be like, yo, that's crazy. He really did that. That's crazy. That's wild. I right, so we are going to see Deadpool like yeah. you know what I mean and, and that's not and that's not a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean and in our culture we just don't have that level of accountability for people that are around you. And we haven't historically had that. And now that we're in this uh you know one of the benefits of the social media era is the accountability like mm-hmm. because more people and it comes down it comes down to the math. Like back in the day if you did something wrong, potentially max 10 people might know mm-hmm. maybe 20 people might know and maybe 19 of those 20 people have the power to do anything about it now 30 million people might know and now you really gotta now you really mm-hmm. have to step up to the plate and deal with what you did deal, did deal, deal with, deal with what you did you know what i mean 100 percent so, like that accountability for for other people's actions needs to be uh uh something that's more relevant and in our culture and in our communities.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the more that we make it mainstream and not uh, simply a series of extreme reactions, I think the extreme reactions are necessary. It's mm-hmm. how we start to That's learn a behavior, point. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're resetting. I, I think of, I can't remember what those are called. It's the things that are on desks where the, the little metal balls go back and forth and yeah. it bounces off yeah. the left end and then mm-hmm. the right end. Yeah. Like we've been on the left end for a very long time.
2: Something's cradle, Newton's cradle? Yeah, Newton's
1: called? cradle or something. And now it's, like, back to the right end. So right now we're back at the other extremity yeah. of that polarity. Mm-hmm. And we want to get it back to the middle. Yeah. But we might need to spend some time where it's more extreme and then becomes a mainstream thing. But I think the point should be, like, we get to the middle and not back out to the left. Because, yeah. like, yeah. this is this is better um, the, than the alternative that we've been living in. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like I think.
2: And I think, you know, this is a good metaphor that, that Newton's cradle. I might be getting that wrong. It might be called someone else's cradle. <laughs> it's a philosopher's but, uh, cradle.
1: <laughs>
2: bon Jovi's cradle. Um, but I think, uh, you know, we got to be careful that we keep those balls moving, though, and knocking into each other at yes. least that little bit because we are in this world of 30 million people know about everything as soon as it happens. We have an extreme reaction, but then there's like another 30 million other things to be upset about and to yeah, learn about. And, oh, my God, be. did you hear this? that we just end up having these wild reactions but never actually living in the moment of making any change because there's just something else to be worried
1: about or stressed about, you know, or Mm -hmm. appalled by. Absolutely. I mean, we try to cover the week on this program just for a few minutes, but like we've been jumping into this. Here's some other things that happened, right? A volcano exploded in Hawaii. Yeah. There was horrible violence in Gaza. Yes. Crazy, insane violence. And this is stuff that I've already forgotten about. Right. If I'm not being careful, because there was a shooting at Santa Fe. Yeah. In Mm -hmm. high school. That is how much is happening. And it's so easy to lose the narrative threads. Yeah. And you're right. We, We do want to keep all the balls moving because we have to ping-pong from thing to thing to try and stay awake and basically aware of what is happening in not just our country, but the world at large. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. It's absolutely unreal how much yeah. goes down. And actually, to that point, speaking of balls, because that's a segue I can't resist. Wow. I mean...
0: <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. I should edit that out. Um, before, before you segue, I, no, please. Say I feel like this is just part of the growing pains of our evolution as human mm. beings. For, for most of our history, yeah. we lived separate from each other, and yeah. we only had issues that were homogenous, I guess you could say. And now we live in this integrated world where we're becoming aware of all these different things that are happening, and we have to evolve into being constantly aware and then how, knowing how to emotionally react to all of these things because yeah. genetically we just haven't been set up like that yeah. for the longest while. you know what i mean
1: and, and to your point i think we forget that no one knows what they're doing which is a version of we're being forced to evolve but i think that yeah. a lot yeah. like we're figuring all of this out with each other in the moment yeah and that's frightening but also really exciting and and makes it forgiving for us in, like a, in a broad scale kind of way as we work to evolve together and in a way where we're moving from a place of vulnerability mm-hmm. as much as we are a place of anything else. Because if you do that, I think you're going to evolve in a way that takes care of your fellow person as opposed to not. Exactly. I, I like in my own private time and work have been kind of looking at the cross section of vulnerability and anger mm-hmm. and trying to get angry from a place of vulnerability as opposed to letting anger move me into a vulnerable state. Interesting. And I keep thinking about that when I see some of these stories and some of these issues mm-hmm. and um I, I mean i thought I thought about it a lot with Santa Fe right and, and with sure. them with this this shooter and uh, one more thing before I segue that i Go I'd ahead. wanted to uh, to bring up too and thank you for actually bringing us back to it was um this is i mean the particulars of this story are still coming out and sure. it's it's crazy there's a lot of familiar patterns there's a lot that are a little bit newer like a lack of red flags and explosive devices. And there were armed shooters Mm -hmm. at the school that Mm -hmm. were part of the security plan. So there's a lot that's the same, that there's a lot that's different. And for listeners out there or for anyone that happens upon this, I want to suggest, because I did this recently, go work at or volunteer at a high school if an opportunity presents itself. Because I had forgotten, even with as much as this all matters to me and has mattered to me for a while, how... Charged and loaded, high school is from moment one. Yeah. You just walk into a hall yeah. and you feel hormones and anxiety and fear and excitement. You forget how amazing teenagers are. The teenagers I were working with were amazing teenagers, which is to say they were wise beyond their years and they were moody as hell. And sometimes yeah. they made no sense and sometimes they blew my mind. They quite frequently blew my mind. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And some of them... To paraphrase what the student from Santa Fe said, the main one who got interviewed was, she said, we knew this was coming someday, and so we just shut it down and ran. And they are outraged. The youth are outraged. We saw that with Parkland. Yeah. But it is a different thing to come to a high school now and feel that the culture has absorbed Mm -hmm. the potential omnipresence of a shooter. Yeah. That, like... I think it's worth working with youths and high school students, no matter what. I, I know Naz, you do some work with high yeah. school students. Do, do, do you do go to the schools when you do that?
0: Or um, well, yeah, sometimes I have a, a friend. Uh, his name is Joshua Walker. He has a company called uh, yeah. AMG, and he Amazing. does a lot of work specifically in Brooklyn. But I think sometimes yeah. he branches out to other parts of the city with students in either middle school or high school. And so sometimes I work with them. But I am a I do teach middle school kids in and after school and. Uh, you know, the other day I was bringing my kids, because I, I teach them rap and poetry and then also coach them basketball. And I was taking them to a school and uh, they had looked up information about the school that we were going to. And I guess a, sh- a shooting had happened at the school at some point, like somebody got shot or whatever. Yeah. And then they were like scared to go to the school. And I feel like previously to this era, I'd probably be like, oh, that's a one off thing. You don't have to worry about that. But I had to have general concern. I had to have genuine concern, part of sure. me. Like, Actually, you know and, what? You and you general guys, concern, yeah. yeah. You guys are actually right to, to feel a fair about going to the school where a shooting happened one time because that's unfortunately a thing in this era. Like, and it's crazy, but it's yeah. a thing.
2: Yeah. And, you know, going back to your thing, Naz, uh, a couple minutes ago you were saying, you know, back in the day you, something would happen, you'd do something. I mean, maybe 15 people or 20 people would know about it. So if it doesn't directly affect you, Then it's like, man, that's so crazy. He said that? Wow. Well, let's go see Deadpool. I mean, we're we're in this place where this is happening in school after school after school. And the people who make the laws, the people in charge of this, know for a fact that they will never have to go into another high school. They will never be at another school. They never have to be there. This doesn't affect them in any possible way. So they just can't turn on their brain in the right way to be like, you know, I could be in danger. The closest they get to it is my kid could be in that school but even that I think there's a disconnect
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah Absolutely. and they come from a life some of them not all senators and house and house no, people, no. but some of them come from a life where they can afford armed security mm-hmm. right. for their kid or you can their have a detail kids. posted and yeah. also and you know
2: they come from a world where they went to high schools and whatever in the in the 50s or you know sometimes earlier whatever mm-hmm. where this wasn't happening yeah. you know
1: and, and they are taught to tour as opposed to dig in, which is to say that part of the politician's life is to visit places. And the model is supposedly, I will visit and I will see what's going on. But anyone who has ever been part of a culture anywhere knows that a culture doesn't reveal itself to you in 30 minutes no, or yeah. an hour or a day. You have to. I I That's tourism. Yeah, exactly. You and, don't know
2: what New York is like if you're exactly, a tourist. You exactly. know what I mean? No. It shows a different self. To a tourist, one hundred percent. A high school after a tragedy shows a different self to a senator to a governor. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't show you what's going on.
1: I was a tourist at the high schools I was working with in North Carolina, and I was there for two weeks. Yeah, and I still got at least some semblance of an impression. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if you're going to go for a day, you are failing these kids, and you're failing the issue.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you have to do better. I mean, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go in a show face, man. You know. That's, yeah. that's that's it. you're right. That's all. That's all. Just moves to to move along. Yeah. You know, what their career uh, path is, you know. So this is going back to something we
2: were talking about a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. But you know, I wonder. I wonder what will be the thing. I wonder what it takes mm-hmm. to, to stop the news cycle, to make people, to force the people in power, to make a new choice, to do something different, to actually try and address this issue. Because up until now, it's just been getting worse or the same and the same I think is worse the fact that it's continuing and when sandy hook happened when those little babies got killed and we all decided that we could live with that and go on and not make any substantive change that seemed to me like okay this is really never going to change there's nothing we can do but I wonder if some of our entertainers some of our big athletes you know can we stop the money somehow i mean if if there were some some guys on the NBA who were like, yeah, it's game seven. It's game seven of the finals, but we're not playing. We're not playing this game. There's going to be an X on the 2018 NBA finals because we're not doing anything until something happens, something changes. Now, I know we've seen things like this in the NFL, taking a knee. Everyone lost their damn minds. You're just a football player. How dare you get political, do your job, blah, blah, blah. I don't care anymore, man. I I think we all have to be willing to take a stand. I hope to one day be in yeah. a position of power in the entertainment world or something where I can be like, well, we're not shooting the finale. We're yeah. not shooting it. We're not yeah. shooting the finale until the other shooting stops. You have to do something.
0: True sure, indeed. Yeah. That would be a beautiful thing if it happened. Yeah. Yeah, it would be
1: gorgeous. And we we saw at least a small version of that with some of the Warriors. Or was it, was it all the Golden State Warriors not going to the White House? I think it was all the Golden yeah, State Warriors yeah. were like, pass. Yeah. We're not doing it. And that didn't, that didn't, incentivize anyone, and it didn't economize it, right? right? There was no money tied to that decision. But yeah. it did say, oh, this thing that we're supposed to do for you, fuck that. Yeah, We're not doing that. Yeah. Because we're doing this on our terms. Sure. And that makes the politics matter. Yeah. And, and the fans have to wrestle with the politics that the players have. And speaking of that, I think that is a smooth transition into because I think politics is not out of this discussion. No. The state of basketball in 2018 what? and you're damn right I'm playing this song
2: <laughs> we're back to NBA Finals 2018 <laughs> yeah
0: talk about nostalgia yeah man
1: yo seems... that song has never you were talking about forming new emotional memories with songs I don't think I can ever form a new one with maybe that track maybe. that's always gonna be the Bulls in the 90s for me for That sure.
0: that song and Marv Alvarez's voice yeah go together
1: and, and he's still going strong, man. Yeah. Despite his. his despite his thing. Right? Right. Yeah. Wait. Holy yeah, crap. Like yeah, Marv. Marv, somebody? He, like, yeah, what the fuck did he do? I remember it was a, it was a thing. And also, wasn't the O.J. Simpson and Eddie Murphy stuff all happening kind of in and around that same time? Yeah. And, like, Marv basically, like, quietly showed himself out of the room yeah. and was like, I'm, I'm good. Like, it was crazy. The 90s. Different. Not, time. not so different though. Not you know? so different as it, as it, turns, it turns out. out. Ooh, ooh. I think that's
2: a real thing, you know, that like things may may be worse in a lot of ways, but maybe they're the same, we just know about more exactly. of them. Exactly. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean it's totally true. I think I think it's one hundred percent true. And, and and to that point too, we were talking about, you know, what are athletes gonna do? Is is there gonna come a time when athletes take a stand Or, you know, say we're not playing game seven or we're not shooting the finale of this show. And one of the things that makes basketball fascinating to me and why I wanted to take a look at it with all three of us who have different levels of basketball acumen, Mm -hmm. TBH, is that the more I think about basketball as a sport in 2018, what I arrive at is the situation we encountered this weekend, which is Chris Paul of the Houston Rockets was the first athlete to speak out about the shooting. And he said, basketball takes a Mm backseat this weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, he's not not playing, right? It's not the most extreme thing you can do. But it did make me think that basketball, more than anything else, is the sport that right now integrates into every facet of our lives and in every way that you want it to. If you want your athletes to speak for you socially, you can find that in basketball. I will never forget what the Miami Heat did with Trayvon. Um, With their uniforms Mm -hmm. and the shoes. That was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. If you want a cult of personality, you have Joel Embiid just crushing it on Instagram. That man is as fun and distracting a follow on that network as possible. (laughs) Amazing. And, And basketball has taken to the social media game in a way that no other sport has. You have basketball Twitter. You have the ability to watch a local broadcast, as I do, of my Chicago team in Connecticut vis-a-vis an app so I can still see the local ads and like get that flavor about my hometown. Sure. It is such an incredible unifier in a way that no sport is, I think. Even when they threatened to divide us, like the NFL did, and everyone lost their minds. Yeah. And just to be perfectly clear, kneel away. I am all on the side of kneeling. And if you haven't read Michael Bennett's shit that make people uncomfortable, I don't know if you guys know this book. No. Oh fuck me. It's so great. Michael Bennett wrote a book called Shit That Makes White People Uncomfortable, Mm. where he goes deep into the NCAA as an extended slavery model and really digs under. Yeah. And the NFL as a brotherhood and why they kneeled. And not just, like, why Colin kneeled, but why they continued to kneel both for the issues and as a brotherhood of NFL players. And it is fucking lit. It's such a good book. I'm listening to myself talk. I'm like, I should have made that my all drink to that. Fuck. <laughs> but um, so then that led me to my question about basketball. Because we all have different levels of acumen with it now. Mm-hmm. And we grew up with it. And is this, as both a sport and an institution, the best it has ever been in our lifetime? Which is... A crazy thing to posit, for me, I grew up with fucking Michael Jordan. Sure. And the bull, oh, shit, I have to drink. Yep. Uh, My rules have kicked in. I have to drink twice. Damn it. Okay.
2: I'm cracking the second one.
1: Yep. Oh, I'm screwed.
2: Thank you, Kent Falls. (laughs) Wait, what was your rule?
1: (laughs) I can't say. I revealed it at the end. I I forgot to mention that. The rules get revealed at the end. This went off the rails in the first two minutes. Yeah, the rules get revealed at the end, but I've already screwed mine up (laughs) 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 sufficiently. So I thought i've I was just been
2: to... drinking straight through this whole thing that's my rule is yeah. just sort of keep a steady uh, I'll, I'll hour power minute long pace All you...
1: right. oh snap <laughs> but is it the best it's ever been in your lifetime
2: well it depends on what your definition of the best is
1: sure yeah you know what
2: i mean uh for me i wonder i wonder what is the best like what is the best basketball to be watching what is the best sport to be watching something that is consistently exciting. It's, Mm -hmm. you never know who's going to win. You never, I mean, right now in basketball, it's like, are we going to see Cleveland versus Golden State again?
1: Again. Yeah.
2: That's like less interesting to me. I don't know if that's the best the sport, you know, can be. I agree that people are playing on a very high level, perhaps the highest level they've ever been playing. The game has changed a lot. Yeah. We've got a lot more sharpshooting and a lot less, you know, uh, defensive, technical basketball, figuring out you know, different stratagems of how yeah. to win. It's just people are good. You protect those people, and you let them shoot away. It seems to be. Yeah. I'm going to drink because I don't really know that much about basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
0: actually have to drink again.
1: Damn it. <laughs>
0: I think uh, I agree with much of what you said, Nate. I think as a sport itself, it's not in the best era. Because we know, like... We hope maybe the Rocket or I hope maybe the Rockets beat the Warriors and if the Celtics beat the Cavs and uh face the uh Rockets in the finals or face the Warriors and beat them in the finals, that'll be a great story, but we all kinda know how this movie is gonna end. Yeah. You know? It's Carlito's way, baby. So <laughs> like, like it's not in the best error because it's like the super team era and everybody knows it's gonna happen. I think the best era was really like late two thousands, early twenty tens, when you had Kobe, LeBron, Tim Duncan, Dwayne <laughs> Wade. Dirk Nowitzki, all these cats in their prime. When you had all these cats in their prime, <laughs> yeah, um, I was just laughing because I have to drink think, like fifteen I think, times. I think I'm figuring out what your rule is. I think, <laughs> I, I, think I know what your I'm rule so is. So screwed. Um, you had all these guys in their prime, Mamello. You had all these guys in their prime. Um,
2: Scott's drinking again.
0: Yeah, oh, I figured out what his rule is. I what his rule is. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> um,
1: oh man, but yeah, to your point. Well, first, do we think it's going to be Dubs? And and Cleveland again. Do we think Boston's going to sneak in? Which, to be fair, that's not that different. You know, like, we we are looking at mostly teams that have been there before classically. Yeah, we're Mm -hmm. talking about
2: dynasty teams that, you know, have, even if it's been a while for them, they are dynasty clubs that have been there over and over and over again.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. The Celtics are one of the, the top it, five yeah. teams in, in, yeah. in the whole history of the NBA. I think they've the won NBA. the most rings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 16, I think. More than anyone else.
2: 16, 16, yeah. yeah. It'd be cool for me to see them go just because they're the ones who knock the Bucks out. And, like, the Bucks don't have much to hang their hat on other than, like, we lost to the champions. I guess we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We got a new stadium coming to Milwaukee next year. You know, okay. we're excited about that. We hope that that will help us out. We'll see. Yeah. I actually,
1: I went to a Bucks game this Christmas and it was one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah? Yeah, how really. Was, how was Greek Freak in person? un yeah, He fucking really something. Giannis Antetokounmpo is like, he's not just a joy to watch, he's a marvel to behold. And yeah. it's one of the things that to me about this era is something that's gotten so exciting. It's part of my argument for maybe it's the best it's ever been. Though I actually agree with you guys. If it comes down to Warriors in Cleveland again somehow. Like, Nas, you and I are always offering up, like, basketball hot takes yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. And all of them have been special and exciting and have mattered. And there is that, there's kind of an Avengers Infinity War sense to it of, like, if we get back to this point, was all the fight for nothing. Yeah, yeah. It all came down to, like, these teams got the gauntlet and they did their thing, and mm-hmm. then fuck it. Yeah, what, was, yeah. what was the point? But watching him in person and watching Kemba Walker to be honest, because it was them versus Charlotte, yeah. and then I got Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton and Dwight Howard. I was marveling at the the different styles of play that all these guys bring to the table, the different cults of personality that the stadiums feel more welcoming than they ever have. I'm I'm a like Bucks adjacent fan in that I grew up an hour fifteen from Milwaukee, yeah, and they were always a fun team that was coming to town and playing the the, the Bulls totally, and I adored that. But going into the stadium, I was just welcomed. We were My dad and I wound up having seats in like the fan section behind the southern hoop, yeah like the and the one where those guys pay for season tickets and they all dress up, yeah, and we were just welcomed with open arms, and yeah. we made no bones about being transplants from Chicago. Sure, it was incredible to watch that be a unifying experience.
2: Milwaukee's a pretty welcoming city for uh, you know out of town sports people because. Other than the Packers, our teams aren't, like, the greatest in the world, so we're just like, thanks for keeping our stadium alive. Right. I'm surprised that it was Chicago people that they were friendly to. That's our one gripe. That surprised me. You know, it's, it, it's like a home game for you guys. Everybody comes up from Chicago because the tickets are cheaper. One
1: of oh, my, wow. one of my <laughs> favorites, it's entirely true. That's sort of what we did, and actually, to fully confess my sins, we were, uh, it was my dad's retirement, and I really wanted to give him a good game. Gotcha. And the Bulls hadn't popped yet. Like, they had their, like, little midseason pop where, like, oh, Markkinen kind of found his stride. And Miritich mm-hmm. decided, uh,
0: fuck, when they were I have to drink twice. <laughs> When they were threatening to make the playoffs, yeah.
1: Maybe. Nikolai Miritich yeah, decided he was Michael Jordan and was going to get a statue of himself <laughs> erected outside the United Center. <laughs> yeah. But like, they they had their moment. I was going, oh shit! I really want to take my dad to a good game. Yeah. What a- were you telling
0: me about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And so I saw that the Bucks were playing the Hornets, and went, well, that's just going to be a better game, and we can get some brats. Yeah. Like right across from the stadium, and that's going to be amazing. But it, yeah, they they did something with Chicago this year that was so fucking funny. Which is, whenever you have a, a visiting game, right? They they try to sell it. They try to you know say ex players coming to town. So if they're playing the Knicks, they might have Kristaps Kristaps uh, Porzingis mm-hmm. right. up on the poster. Or if it's the Dubs, then you got Kevin Durant. So for the fucking Bulls on the Bucks calendar, it was just Benny the Bull. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> they didn't even bother to put a player wow. up. Yeah, That's up. hilarious. This is through the mascot. We, up yeah, there. we it's throw
2: some up. Chicago shade. That <laughs> that is a Milwaukee yeah, staple. We've
1: earned that <laughs> shit. Let's be real. We've been like Midwest elitists for fucking forever. Yeah, you know Chicago. Chicago. Okay. So that's a question about whether it's the best it's ever been. Here's a little fun thing I wanted to do while we're talking about basketball. The other thing crossover that all of us have is we're all rappers yeah. and we're all musicians. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Donald Glover earlier, so I'm taking a little pivot here. And I want to look at the NBA players that are musicians mm-hmm. Oh, and rank them. Because we got a few. (laughs) We got some amazing crossover. And this is one of my other favorite things about basketball right now. There's actually a lot of crossover artists. And The Ringer posited this theory that the musicians are actually the best basketball players. And you can measure someone's future success in the NBA by whether or not they're a musician. They were citing Jalen Brown uh-huh. as an example, who's a trained pianist. Yeah. Mm. Lonzo Ball, who had a mixed season, still someone who would claim to have musical
0: talent. What is Jimmy <laughs> the Michael Jordan play?
1: I want to know that. <laughs> I do know that music trains the brain, right? It definitely uh-huh. it, mm-hmm. it helps you fire off synapses. Mm. But what I've done, now before I do it, how well do we know... NBA rappers slash players because we've got two options here we can either rate them and I tell you who it is or we can guess who it is and rate them
2: I, I will not be able to guess on a scale of five to ten <laughs> of how much I know basketball players I'm like a
1: solid two
0: okay oh, solid now, I, how are you feeling about that I think uh, I mean I think I know four or five
1: okay so you probably know, you probably know the folks that's gonna be. Yeah, Let's yeah, play yeah. it as a game. Why not? All right. all right. So we're gonna throw these up. These are actual. This is, this is who the ringer ranked. The, no, this is. These were all in their discussion. Yes, okay. but these are all people who are currently playing. Who have? Oh, current m- players. Okay. They're they're okay. current players. Okay. Who currently have mixtapes out? And we're both gonna figure out who it is, and then give them a little ranking. So here we go. Here's the first one. Okay. And all these came out this year, by the way.
0: You're too critical of me. You know you can trust me, girl. I know that you're sensitive. I can tell you love me. Touch me. Fuck me if I told you I want you. Oh I need you to love me. you critical. I think you're too critical of me. You know you can trust me, girl. I know that you're sensitive. I, like I can tell I love you love me. Touch
1: me. I love knowing that life is as tough at I home as it is on the me. court for this player. <laughs> you love me.
0: Once in a while, I'm going to come in the crib back and like I ain't had fun in a while. I've been out with the homies and I've been doing all the shit that you don't give me permission to do. But baby, I've been missing you. Got I've been no around clue. the world. I shook all the hands. I, I think
1: all this all player plays for Cleveland currently. He's been traded around a room.
0: lot. When I die, being be like a drive-in movie. How we do it? a classic. I got your back like chiropractic practice. Buy an actress that just the back of
2: an act. My eyes are so wide right now. I'm like, I'm like does Ludacris' little brother play for Cleveland?
1: <laughs> it is Iman Shumpert. Oh, what? Iman fucking Emon. Shumpert. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. He had a Rap career going on.
1: He's got a nice little EP that's out. Yeah, yeah he plays with I love Kings how right
2: now, fragile actually. it is. Yeah. You know that he, he's just
0: so upset about being <laughs> people being so critical of him. <laughs> you're an NBA player, man. You're on TV. Yeah, also, I think he has a uh, reality show now as well.
1: Does he seriously? Yeah, wow. he's married
0: to Tiana Taylor, and they have a kid. Oh stuff. my okay, god. Okay. They have a, yeah. He's
1: rolling deep on the reality. No mm-hmm, joke. Mm-hmm, that's okay. what's up. Okay, so we have that one. So right now, that's starting in default one position. Okay. okay. Here, speaking of vulnerable, we gotta do this one.
2: I've been so many places in my life and time.
0: I think I know what it is. Yeah.
2: Song a lot of songs.
0: I made some bad rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> it it's out a my terrible rhyme. Stages, <laughs> stages with 10,000 people
2: watching.
0: We're alone now, and I'm singing this song to you. Uh, Victor it's Victor Oladipo. Yeah, That's exactly who it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's got a good voice, man.
1: The likely most improved player of the year. Mm-hmm. I can't even with that dude. Like... That's an incredible voice. Yeah, yeah. That's a legit. There have been a lot of great NBA rappers over the years. Like Iverson was actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean Shaq had a whole career. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna choose to forget the Kobe Bryant rap personally. Let's do that. Um, that man can sing. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Like I just kind of want to like I want to slide him into the slot that R. Kelly occupied. I was just gonna make an R. Kelly (laughs) reference. You know.
0: Yeah. After last week, it's just like let's get Old Depot. Yeah, he's dope. I've watched a few of his videos. Like, his voice is legit.
1: And, and to tie it into, like, how crazy basketball is right now, like, you have people trolling Oladipo after they beat him on court with the names of his songs. Really? <laughs> I think it was, I think it was, who, who the fuck was it? I think it was Eric Gordon was, like, did some, it was, play, uh, the, the Rockets were playing the Pacers and they beat them. And Eric Gordon had gotten Victor Oladipo on assignment. And they were like, what was it like going up against Victor? He's been having a great season. And Eric Gordon went, yeah, you know, I just had to give him an unfollow, which is the Uh, name of a Victor Oladipo song. And I was like, I fucking love basketball right now.
0: That's
1: deep. All right, so do we think that's better, more impressive, better than Iman Shumpert or less? Yes.
0: Yes.
1: All right, so Oladipo's in the one position. Here is another one. We got two more, including this one.
0: Culture, oh, shoot, sure. I'm going to do that again
1: Because I did the wrong thing Okay, so here we go, we got two more Here's one
0: Triple B's, man People scared of chains We not <laughs> <laughs> What you rocking, ZO2s I'm blowing past from zo 2 You know I got a ZO2 Pay respect and pay your dues Switching lanes, zo 2 I change the game, ZO2. They know my name, ZO2. Pay respect and pay your dues. shout out to future, keep glop on me. Shout out to beast, cause I keep me a lot on me. Shout out to everyone doubting me. Changing the game and they make cause I'm charging fees. Know the name, you see the fame. All my socials got to check. If you token out a line, put these stripes across your It does neck. sound like he's from Atlanta, my he's not from Atlanta. X-Men without the X. Man, I only feel God. I keep across across my chest. He's a rookie. What you rocking ZO2s. I'm going past him ZO2. Oh. You know I got zo Z-O-2 uh, It's Lonzo yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's fucking Lonzo Ball I was
0: shouting at Z-O-2, zo 2s so I was like, what's Z-O-2? I know Z-O-2 Oh, yeah, oh yeah. I want
1: to give the dude his due I heard that song, to be honest, the first time I was like, oh, fuck off Also, I have to drink four times
2: Shit yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm so screwed um, So, <laughs> I'll finish the other three after I finish this thought uh-huh. That song is an ad for his shoes Yeah. And so yeah. the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, fuck off yeah. This is terrible when I don't know it's an ad for his shoes and I yeah. see it in the abstract, I, I think what you do. I'm like, it's an Atlanta trap
0: rapper. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. On the he, come sounded, on. he sounded like he was, um, I can't remember his name. Homeboy with the uh, beads in his hair.
1: Little Yachty. Little Yachty. sounded like Little Yachty. Totally Little Yachty. Yeah, very, very Yachty. Are any of these songs songs you would actually bump outside of this podcast? Right now for me it's just the Depot, if I'm being real. Although I like the next
0: one a lot too. I would bump, I would. I mean, the Alonzo song, if it was on, I wouldn't be like, hey, turn that shit off. Yeah. But I wouldn't turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> Who definitely... love that <laughs> distinction. <laughs> but the VO, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, man. If he puts together a good tape, I would definitely cop. Oh, Yo, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. sure. That's
2: I want to turn it on in the morning. That's what's going to make me like be like, all right. I gotta go run. If this dude found time to get into a studio outside of all of his time on the court, yeah. and he's singing like that, I can wake up and, like, go
1: for a run. Oh, so like <laughs> Yes, exactly. Like, and how the fuck does this dude have pipes like that Come when on. he's been screaming on the court all night long? Like, I do the ride for 90 minutes, and I'm like,
0: oh, I need vocal rest. Yeah. Like, how the <laughs> fuck does he do that? It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. you know, Childish Gambino earlier, yeah. and how he just occupies all these spaces, like... VO might open up this door where you have somebody who's like a celebrity basketball player, but then also is on Broadway. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that might be next. I would love to see that, right? That would be crazy.
1: That would be an incredible thing. Maybe it will be this guy. This is our last one. And then we'll have our rankings done if we know who this gentleman is. Now, it's not the first guy we hear, to be fair. Because you probably recognize the other rapper on this track.
0: I'ma run it i am get the we this is hustle, man this is love. i am get the check and i am i am get the this is hustle, man this
1: is man plays out west. going hard,
0: now it's Damian it is. Lillard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you know Dame Dash? No.
1: So Damian Lillard plays for the Portland Trail Blazers. He's one of their two main point guards. And he's like for real, for real, as a rapper. At, at least he's positioned himself that way. He's gone on sway in the morning. Okay. He's done the, the funk master flex freestyles. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. really he's diving in he's got for serious. The yeah, yeah.
2: any relation him. to Matthew Lillard from Scream? I wish oh, sh- brothers actually. That would
1: be <laughs> I would pay to see a sitcom with Matthew Lillard and, and Dame Dash's I is, I is. He's like. He's shaggy in the Scooby Doo movies. Oh, That's okay. true. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, like a guy who weirdly has had like a nice later career, like yeah. being on FX shows and writing movies. Like, and he
2: directs and stuff? He directs. Like he's a, a
1: fantastic guy. actor. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's no shade in my world for Matthew
2: Lillard. No. I worship that guy. I think he's amazing.
1: <laughs> I do too. Like, uh, talk about 90s nostalgia. Like, every time I see Matthew Lillard, I get excited that he's still working, actually, yeah. to tie it all together. Yeah. For yeah. real, for
0: real. For the record, though, Shaq is my favorite player-rapper. Yes! He can can freestyle his ass off. He can. I didn't know that about Shaq. He's
1: sharp. Okay. He's like... And what's weird is that his freestyling output is so much better than his recorded output, which is not to knock the recording, but he's one of those guys where you don't actually get a sense of how good a rapper
0: he is if all you know is his videos from the 90s. Right. Like... Shaq was... But he does have that one song with Biggie, Can't Stop the Rain. That song is fire. That song is totally fire. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a great fucking song.
0: Yeah. And and I wonder if he'd come up now, actually, to tie it to the Gambino and these other guys, too. Hell yeah. Well, I know exactly where you're going. Hell yes, he'll be elite, just like in all those platforms. In like every
1: platform, right? Because yeah. he probably also would have gotten better acting lessons, which is not meant to be a knock on him. But I yeah. think, like we were not embracing the idea of athlete as actor the yeah. way that yeah. we do now. Like, he and Jordan sure, really. kind of set the template for that. right? And now that's understandable. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. you go to the right coach, we're like, yeah, we'll put you in a project. Mm-hmm. No, knock against LeBron, but you know he worked with someone for Trainwreck. It's not a question. Yeah, but okay. he should have won an Academy Award
2: for that. He was the best part of that he movie. He was
1: fucking great in that movie. Which yeah. movie? Train Trainwreck? Shaq?
2: That Amy, no, it was LeBron. LeBron, oh, LeBron. yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's a
1: movie. I didn't see it. It's like uh, this is not meant to be a trash no, Amy I know Schumer movie. Yeah, but, yeah. but like he was the best part of that movie. Hundred percent. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and like that is the best Amy Schumer movie in no small part due to him and Bill Hader, which agreed. sucks because she's a woman trying to make her own stuff. I think but she like, was great in that, that movie too. You know, that was the best use of her that has ever happened. Okay. Absolutely, she was great.
0: I like Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I found out that she was stealing some of her jokes. I don't know you guys. Well, but no, that's I for do real. Like her, if she's writing her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back to this, I feel like Shaq. Shaq is one of the few. His, he had so much personality. He's one of the few like superstar basketball players who had a lot of personality and charisma. Yeah, and I feel like he would have done so well in this era because of that. You know what I mean? Like, I actually one time in a really random instance,
1: I wound up at a a talk with his manager his former manager, who talked about how he was the one who decided he wanted to build his brand out Mm.
0: as an athlete.
1: And he, on one level, was like one of those guys who was first playing around with the idea of something going viral before things went viral. He was doing a lot of publicity stunts, and he would try something new for the sake of doing it. And he really kind of pioneered this path. And it's so easy to think of him as... Just kind of like the jokey guy on inside the NBA now because mm-hmm. he works that role really well yeah but he's so fucking good yeah. he looks hysterical in Uncle Drew like I'm sort of yeah. like yeah, secretly yeah, hoping yeah. like we re-examine his acting career in lieu of a killer performance in Uncle <laughs> Drew yeah, yeah. that would be so much fun I'm into it I'm, I'm into the whole fucking thing oh it's my gonna gosh. be great well, listen we have eight minutes left so we're gonna do two quick things really really fast. This one's going to be both of you guys centric. And Nate, I know you're not as big a basketball fan, but because this is supposedly a comedy program in addition to being a program where we seriously talk guns, Uh why do a hot take about what's going on now? Why do a hot take about what's going on now when we could hot take next year and just make some bold, fearless predictions for next year's NBA? So I want on record right now some guesses about the season that are totally uninformed, and we're going to see if they come true. So who do we think is winning the championship next year?
0: 2019, 2019 championship will be the Boston Celtics. The
1: Boston Celtics.
0: The Toronto Raptors.
1: The Toronto Raptors. I'm gonna go with the Houston Rockets. Nice. First player to get injured in the season. Major player. First superstar to get injured. Mm. Uh, Kyrie Irving again.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know who. I, I'm gonna say maybe the Greek Freak. I don't wish it on him, but. I I think it could happen. I could see that.
1: He's got that whole team on his back. He's due. He's due. I I hate to say that, but like players only go for so long and he seems due. I'm gonna go with Joel Embiid.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go with he goes out super early. Yeah. See it. Craziest offseason trade. Craziest trade that actually happens.
0: DeMarcus Cousins for Kyrie Irving. Boom! I love it. <laughs> we have to say who is getting traded for who. You don't
1: even have to. You can make whatever you up you want. Like this is. I just think
2: I'd, I'd be interested. To, I think the craziest thing that could possibly happen would be if Braun left Cleveland again.
0: Yeah, that might actually. Happen. I had to and drink. You know I think that will happen.
2: You know, I mean, I'd hate to see that many jerseys get burned all over <laughs> again just to get rebought the next year. But anything can happen, as we've seen.
1: Oh, it's so true. And I'm gonna say. Carl Anthony Towns to Boston okay I think Carl Anthony Towns is going to Boston I don't think he's happy there I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're getting. I think Boston's getting the big man. I want it to happen.
0: <laughs> I do. I'm a I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I feel like Boston might pull a '60s move again and just start knocking out a whole bunch of rings in a row, bro. If they get the right move, they get the right player. Mm-hmm. If they do, and then what happens too is right, the power shifts to the east. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we go in that direction. And I feel like that's the direction the NBA is going right now because the top teams in the West, everybody, all of their best players are over 28 years old. And all the top teams that are coming up in the East, everybody's younger than 25. Yeah. So I feel like that power shift is coming. I mean, besides the Cleveland Cavaliers, but everybody else.
1: Which is sort of the wild thing that could happen even if the finals are the same this year, right? You're always trying to restore the balance to the middle. It's what we were talking about earlier with social issues. But, like, while all these teams in the West were building super squads, Mm -hmm. a lot of teams in the East were focused on the draft. Yeah. And that's the way you do it. That's the way you get back to the middle in theory. Mm -hmm. So it actually could happen. Um that is yeah, that's the last hot take we're gonna do because I wanna find time for the segment. We have done this not at all since <laughs> I launched the podcast. We always skip it. Let's get to it. I'm gonna do this thing called your cut off. If the sound cue drops.
0: Here we go, guys. You <laughs> resent the future
2: to
1: destroy me! Tongue so long it looks like a dog's cushion, but no more. You are the worst thing that has happened to this country since food in buckets. So, you're cut off. What this is, we celebrated something, and now we're gonna take something to task. This is something that is driving us nuts right now, something we are not enjoying, and we are taking its tab and saying, sorry, you done. Okay. I've got one if, if you guys need a second. In just, the NBA or just period? It can be NBA or just period. Okay. Mine is NBA-centric. Okay. I'm going to cut off the Toronto Raptors, who were previously mentioned. (laughs) You mean the 2019
2: champions? Toronto Raptors? (laughs) 2019
1: champion Toronto Raptors. Here's my thing. I was thinking about it, and I was like, right now, these dudes are the fucking nice guy, all caps, of the NBA. And I'm using all caps because that's how Jezebel refers to nice guys who are secretly toxic. Yeah. Because, like, here's what the Raptors are. Like, they keep trying to be this awesome team. And they keep saying, we've changed, we've changed, we're killing it, we've got a new system, oh, Demarcus, oh, Kyle. And then they fucking fade in the playoffs, and they're the same squad, and then they fired their coach, and just like a fake nice guy, when he got nominated for coach of the year, they tweeted at him, oh, congratulations for your nomination, that's so awesome. After they fired the fucking dude. Dude. That is a trash move. Trash, trash, trash. And what bothers me is I bought in, and I've watched the sports world buy in. And I get it. You're trying to improve yourself. But if you're really trying to improve yourself, have some class, and don't act like a fucking dick when you make a real adjustment. So, Toronto Raptors, you're fucking cut off. I'm done.
2: Wow. Out.
1: All right. Sorry, Drake. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Drizzy. Please put me on your album.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do love that Drake is like is such a vocal supporter of the Toronto Raptors. It reminds me of Spike Lee back in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's another reason that basketball is great now. Like there was a day when we really thought Drake was battling Kendrick Perkins in a hallway somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah. I love that.
2: And I, don't, you know, that's like the closest we have to that Spike Lee thing of like him and Reggie Miller having like a very public feud. Oh my god! You know, like those are amazing. That's an amazing moment of history. For That's real. a piece of nostalgia that yeah. I actually really appreciate. Really? Like yeah. remember when it was like that? I remember was just when Spike it. Lee lost the championship for the Knicks because <laughs> he got in his, he got in Reggie Miller's face and Reggie Miller was like, I'm gonna play harder now against
1: you. <laughs> I sincerely hope Spike Lee gets a redemption narrative just as a basketball yeah. fan, like with this current Knicks squad. I would love. Yeah. I would love. You guys wanna cut anything off? If not, I will solo have cut shit off.
2: Um man I, I'm just trying to think of like what I can throw shade on right now
1: you actually sh- threw shade in your celebration which was great I mean like true
2: I think you know the I want I I, well, I want to take your thing of like the the reboots great yeah I'm gonna do that my hot take this week my my uh, your cutoff this week is Can we have an original idea? Can we have an original (laughs) idea on Broadway? Can we have an original idea in the movies? Can we have an original idea on TV? Yo, Roseanne coming back, Will and Grace coming back, Murphy Brown coming back, Magnum P.I. coming back, Harry Potter as a play, Frozen as a musical, (laughs) you know, the 11th Avengers movie, you know. can Can we just have a new story? Let's get a new story. Those executives out there... You're cut off. You need to go and invest (laughs) in something new. It might turn out to be the next 11 movies you do.
1: When you hear them as a list, that is startling. You know? Holy shit. I haven't heard anyone string them together in 20 seconds. (laughs) Gosh. That's nuts. Oh, my God. Well done. Okay, so executives
0: are cut off. The Raptors are cut off. You know, you made me think of mine. People who post spoilers on Facebook. Thank you. Applause. same day the movie came (laughs) like bro can you imagine if like Sixth Sense or Fight Club came out like in the social media era you would ruin the entire movie experience for so many people just because you wanted to say yo Tyler Durden though yeah like chill out bro chill out right chill out Have that conversation in a private group. Talk about it to your friends. Text your friend about it. Hop on the phone. Talk to your mom. Speak to somebody in the street about it. Go talk to your your coworkers, your boss, like somebody. Talk to your dog about it. Like, (laughs) Like, that's... like. Even you know the, I hate it. And even, even the, the dog who,
1: would
2: be like, I haven't seen it yet, man. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Dog <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> would have been like, god damn it, they won't even sell me tickets to a movie and right. now you're ruining that shit for Jesus. me. Jesus. I got to watch this at home with you. Exactly. That's fucking fantastic. Right. You are so right too. And when you said like your mom, I thought like at least spoil it for someone who will love you hopefully <laughs> unconditionally. Correct. Like not like people
0: who are going to come for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that's so good. I, I didn't block you when you said you voted for Trump, but I will block you now because you spoiled the end of Avengers. <laughs> All right? so that's the I love knowing that it's the same person. though. <laughs> no, that was general. That was general. Oh my God. In
1: in my liberal worldview, that weirdly adds <laughs> up. though. Yeah, I don't want to generalize like, I feel like, that would like be the same person. I I that did happen to me. Yeah. Well, actually, like one of one of my friends that is a Trump voter. Oh, <laughs> Someone man. totally spoiled a project for me. I was like, Oh, my God. Are you serious? Oh gosh, guys, Real talk. And then we're going to reveal these drinking rules and wrap this thing up. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I, working in the film industry, and I don't know if you've had this happen to you, Nate, or like yeah. the acting industry, period. I had someone who works at craft services spoil Avengers for me because he worked craft services for the movie. And on Facebook, oh. in a comment section, oh. he posted the fucking spoiler. And I was like... I know he's not lying.
2: Before he, before the movie even two came months.
1: out, Come two months. Come on, two months before the movie That's came disgusting. out, early March. That's Yo,
2: disgusting. drop his name. Marvel will have that dude litigated <laughs> for years. But he made such good
1: food, and <laughs> I, right. want, I want his food if I'm on set ever again. He's
2: a, he's a sweet dude. He's an artisan. But he has to be better, bro. He's got it. you <laughs> got
1: to do better. We have to fix masculinity in this country. I agree. And we also have to reveal why we were drinking. So I got absolutely screwed by my own rule because Nas and Nate threw it out like a beast. Here was the one rule that I had. I just put one out there. Anytime we mention a team only by its nickname, uh, so if you did Celtics and not Boston Celtics, uh, we had to drink. And you actually, Nate, you escaped perfectly because you never said this. so You never got caught. I see. Anytime Nas did it or I did it, I had to drink. Yeah, yeah. And anytime a player was not referenced by their full name. Nicknames were okay, but if it was nah, Bron or Kyrie said, or anything. Yeah, you went on like a nine thing run and I went through a beer in three fourths in about two and a half minutes. And it was great. So, those were my rules.
2: You'll notice how quiet I got during the rating the song section. Yes. Because my rule for myself was anytime that we mentioned a person or an aspect of basketball that I literally know nothing about. God damn it, that drink. was one of
1: my rules for you, and I didn't even mention it because I'm like, it never happened. Well, I just got really
2: <laughs> quiet and just drank over here as I was like, I don't know who that guy is.
0: I didn't know he had an album. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Wow. No, yeah, you ever, my, yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, I didn't even come with a rule, and then when you said these rules, I was like, I right, bet. So if so, anybody says anything anything bad about LeBron James, then they have to the drink. But nobody said anything bad. That's a bad great about rule. We just
2: celebrated his acting yes. career
0: and how talented a player he is. Exactly. Dude,
1: and actually, one of my rules for you was if you ever said bet, and you never said bet until this I moment. Wow. Yeah, fuck. Bet. I
0: mean, I'm the sober seventh day Adventist on a Saturday today. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> that is incredible. And speaking of
1: incredible, I want to thank both of my incredible guests for being here. Guys, you get to plug anything that you got going on. Tell the people where they can find you on social media, any projects that you're working on that you're allowed to say, because these guys are mired in some secret shit right now. That's how hot they're rolling. All
0: right. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing crazy. I you know got my mixtape coming. Um Right now you can follow me on Instagram at Maroon Waters, M-A-R-O-O-N, W A T E R S. No underscores, no dashes, anything, just straight like that. You know, I'm usually on the scene rapping in all different type of spaces in New York City. So yeah, shout out to the people. Nice. Truth.
2: You can catch me on my channels at I am at I am Nate Miller uh twitter instagram also you can follow at lesser america on twitter and instagram that's my theater company we can't announce anything just yet but we are going to have something hot coming out for you in september in the fall uh up at 50 59 theaters we got a new show coming so out out me. Uh, personally i'm going to be the play at manhattan and theater club in the fall yes RPA. that is pete um, Georgia. So you know, I come did. check us out.
1: Beautiful, and We're you guys already cool know my about. shit. Follow We're us at On the rails, rails Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe, give us five stars. The, the track you are hearing right now plus, is from Nas's no mixtape. We dropping that heat right now, and we will see you guys back here in seven days. Take care. Thank you for riding the rails with us. Peace. We out. Travis. Cyrus Anthem.
0: Ja, besser. Uh, I'm too timeless to waste time do waste mine, and I ain't uptown Like A. Bug and K. Shine. I'm in the brook, deep down, by waist high Hanging with my niggas like we was victims Of hate crime, separate myself from the Trash when I create mine I make borders every single time I state lines And take time to push the envelope You gotta know, catching me lacking is Impossible nigga, vominos, uh I'm making calls, I'm in and out of mad Cities like Kendrick's dad when he was looking For dominoes, and catching bodies In Brooklyn, got haters lying all about my Birthplace, call me Obama, ho, but fuck the drama. I'm in position, I hold my spot. They got me jostling with all these young Mona Scott's niggas, produce drama and never respect karma. The truth is, I'ma always pass through your armor. Nigga, you heard that? This is Kyrie Irv rap. How I handle the mic, i probably leave you on the earth flat. I earn bags and never splurge that. Plus, I'm in a lane, nigga, still trying to figure out where to merge at. I run the same streets I work at, community building and cypher in front of community buildings, usually killing, cause listen and I be spewing the chilling truth in the rhythm cause that's what's really due to the children congruent the winning and oozing with feeling talking to beautiful women trying to do some time foolery with them jewelry sitting in chains is what you and me living if you black we shining in a scary movie you dig it it's nuclear vision gave your boy your nuclear vision of the future confident without using the liquor abusing the pictures and knock it out the park with the Louisville nigga profile pics turn to funeral pictures it's truly a ripple in time cause I'm stupid with lyrics fruits of me digging the plots to plan the few of these different storylines so I could juicy my image, was no biggie when I left my small pond to Beluga the river uh, I'm heavy weighting like every way, Optimus Prime to your Chevy Chase, listen, your passionate rap tunes is National Lampoon Discovery Channel, look, an actual baboon, uh, Curious George you h and i am killing you like Trayvon's story, had an alternate ending, ain't no fault in my pennant you get an upper crust taste, oaths quaked on tectonic plates, uh cause from the roots, my black thoughts are the truth i'm on a quest love so i pass on the juice box out in the paint to keep out all the hate till i pass out let your man weave on the break uh uh-huh yeah yo box out in the paint to keep out all the hate till i pass out let your man weave on the break uh yeah yeah nah, i'm really timeless i'm really timeless. Huh. Time to some really time to some really time. Time to some really time i some really time.